Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I take questioning elections seriously. I don't believe it should be done unnecessarily. It's an important thing to raise questions, to raise doubt, to cast doubt on elections. We have to have faith in the election process, we have to have faith in the system. But what happened in Arizona deserves to be questioned. Even Maricopa County election officials have admitted that at least 60 voting locations experienced issues with their ballot on demand printers. The attorney general's office also has concerns because they launched an investigation into a series of complaints and raising questions if Maricopa County complied with Arizona election law. Instead of being truthful and and, and instead of trying to answer questions, it looks like Maricopa County's leaders are just trying to cover things up. I mean, listen to what Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Chairman Bill Gates had to say. Hi, I'm Bill Gates and I'm chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. And I want to talk to you today about voter suppression. Unfortunately, that phrase has been thrown around in our county since Election Day. People have claimed that there was voter suppression because we had issues with the printers, which did not reveal themselves when we tested these printers before Election Day. I hate that this happened, and my colleagues and I are committed to figuring out exactly what happened so that it never happens again. But that does not constitute voter suppression. We know what voter suppression looks like in our country. The inconvenience and the lines that people experienced were unfortunate. But the fact is, every voter had the opportunity to cast a vote on Election Day. Now, you got to remember that Maricopa County is Arizona's most populous county. You also have to remember who's turning out on Election Day. It's Republican voters. It's not Democrats being disenfranchised. It's Republicans. And what raises suspicions is that Thomas Liddy, the division chief for the civil services division of the Maricopa County's attorney's office. So he's trying to say that no voter was disenfranchised because of the difficulty the county experienced with some of its printers. How is that possible when you have issues at at least 60 voting locations? So even that response from Maricopa County makes no sense. It, it flies in the face of logic. It flies in the face of the truth. 
So what really happened in Maricopa County and what happened in Arizona? We're going to get to the bottom of it with Abe Hamaday, who is the attorney general candidate for Republicans. He's currently facing a recount in the election. He's down by just a little over 500 votes. So what happened matters a lot to him and could mean if he ends up being the attorney general or not. So he's launched a lawsuit and uh, waiting to see the results of that and also waiting to see the results of the recount. But he's not giving up the fight. And I don't believe he should, because there are questions about what happened in Maricopa County. And it doesn't sound like the Maricopa County election officials there want to give answers. So here's Abe. got the certification taking place of what happened in Arizona, but there's a lot of questions about what went down on Election Day. Maricopa County officials have admitted that at least 60 voting locations experienced issues with their ballot on-demand printers. What happened on Election Day? Well, that's a good question. And, you know, a lot more journalists should be asking this because supposedly what happened in Maricopa County was that they tested all the issue, all the machines and the printers the night before. And then suddenly, immediately as polls opened up at 6 a.m., what we saw was so many of the printers and the machines malfunctioning. So a lot of what happened, I mean, I voted in person on election day too, and I witnessed firsthand people, ball- their ballots being rejected constantly by these machines. And so it took them hours and hours to finally figure out what was wrong. And what the county is saying was that the printers were not printing dark enough, which is quite odd since they say that this is the same settings that they've had it on for the primary in August and also the, the primary and general election back in 2020. So, you know, it's really concerning that the county, you know, what happened besides just the long line. I mean, the long lines are what really disenfranchised so many people. I mean, the lines were taken, some of them were up to three or four hours long. People were leaving the lines and the Republican National Committee and Carrie Lake and Blake Masters, you know, we all wanted to extend the voting hours because of these issues. And at the time, the judge rejected it. So the polls closed at 7 p.m. And I only highlight that because in my race for attorney general, I mean, we are down 510 votes. And as you can imagine, I mean, there's 120 voting centers in Maricopa County. If you can imagine for three hours, you know, just grabbing another five voters, you know, it would be pretty impactful because on Election Day here in Arizona, the Republicans were winning 75 percent to 25 percent. I mean, that's how much of a stark difference it was. So that's why, you know, we filed our lawsuit earlier this week with the Republican National Committee, because ultimately we want every voters, uh, their, their votes to actually be counted. And we want justice for what happened on Election Day. We all know it was a botched election. Well, and what's important to point out is this isn't just a disenfranchisement of voters. It's a disenfranchisement of Republican voters, because as we know from this election and the past couple elections, it's Republicans who are turning out on Election Day at much more significant rates than Democrats. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, across the state, we are winning Election Day voters in every single county. Right. And even blue counties. So and here in Maricopa, 75 percent. I mean, can you imagine 75 percent that definitely ha- changed and altered the outcome of this election? But, you know, ultimately, we, we need to find out what went wrong. And I think the hubris of Maricopa County 
is what's so shocking is that, you know, the smugness, they don't want to admit fault. And, you know, they were telling people to put these ballots in, in a door three. I don't know if you heard about that, but the door three situation so that they would be tabulated later on. And then at the voting centers, they were mixing in the, the, the door three ballots that are uncounted with other ballots that were counted. It was just a complete mess. So, you know, right now the certifications are going on across the, the state um, here in the, in the counties. And one county just today in Cochise County, they just voted to delay certification, which is quite interesting because that's never happened for as far as I can tell in Arizona history, because statutorily they're mandated to uh, to certify the election 20 days after um, the election day, um, which would be today. So it's, it's really interesting, but it's really Maricopa County's incompetence has thrown Arizona into a laughingstock across the country. And what our lawsuit is saying is that you know, Arizonans shouldn't have to suffer due to the incompetence of Maricopa County. And you're exactly right. It was Republican voters who are disenfranchised. And imagine if this was the other way around. And this is this has actually happened before. In 2016, there were long lines because they switched this voting center model away from precinct voting. And what happened then with a Phoenix mayor at the time, now Congressman Greg Stanton, a liberal Democrat, he actually called for a, uh, a Department of Justice investigation into disenfranchisement. So, you know, it's really interesting how the media is carrying the water for Maricopa County when, you know, these the, the so-called guardians of democracy, they're the ones who should be asking these questions. Why did the machines go down? What were the contingencies and why was there a failure and how do we prevent this from happening again? Well, and the attorney general's office is asking these questions. Jennifer Wright, the assistant attorney general, wrote a letter to Thomas Liddy, the civil division chief in the Maricopa County's attorney's office, raising a lot of concerns about the door three ballots, which you mentioned, as well as the uh, printer configuration settings, questions about that, as well as Election Day checkout procedures that took place as well. Uh, Do we know what the update is on the attorney general's investigation and and the questions that they posed uh, to Maricopa County? Well, the county just released a statement answering some of the questions yesterday. And it's really interesting because, you know, our lawsuit that we filed with the Republican National Committee, it actually alleges many of these issues where the checkout procedure. So once you're going in to go voting, uh, to go vote at a voting center, you have to check in. Right. And that basically says that, okay, this person voted. Um, At the time, the counties told them that they could go to a different location if they didn't want to put their ballot in the box three. So a lot of people were leaving the voting centers without having checked out because nobody knew, first of all, how to check people out. It was you know, pretty complicated. So, you know, the county seems to have wanted to they answer this question to the AG's office. But it's really odd because in our lawsuit that we filed last week, you know, we were we were in communication with the county and they never told us what the number was. But conveniently, yesterday they told us it was one hundred and twenty two that they that they found who left the voting center without checking out. And they counted one hundred and nine of them, you know, which, uh, you know, it would have been nice to have that information prior to us filing the lawsuit. Like we were asking them constantly. And we actually learned about that from a, a newspaper article that that they were talking to the media, not to the attorneys. But, you know, the AG's office. I'm glad they're stepping in right now to to get some of these questions answered. But, you know, it, when you have a rogue county like Maricopa County who doesn't want to admit faults, what they're doing is kicking the can down the road and trying to hope this goes away in time for the inauguration. But, you know, my race, since it's so close, my race is the closest statewide 
uh, race in Arizona history. That's a margin of 0.02% of 510 votes out of 2.5 million. Um, we are going to be going into an automatic recount uh, probably next week, and it's going to take weeks for that to for that to settle as well. But what we're trying to do is, I mean, we all understand that our voters were showing up at the voting polls on election day. They didn't extend the hours and they had all of these issues. And suddenly what we just saw was just a total disenfranchisement of, of Republican voters, particularly. But I hope the AG's office gets to the bottom of it. But I'm not confident that the county can answer these questions. Quick break. More on this crazy election in Arizona. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash Lisa. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enter point A, but I'm looking at the response from Maricopa County uh, now and Thomas Liddy, the division chief for the Civil Services Division of Maricopa County, is saying that no voter was disenfranchised because of the difficulty the county experience with some of its printers. But how, how can you make such a declarative statement when we know that there were so many issues with the printers and then also there might have been commingling of these ballots, uh, the door three ballots? So how, how, how is that possible to, to make such a declarative statement such as that? 
it's because they're hoping to sweep this under the rug, Lisa. But I mean, you're right. I mean, what we witnessed and what we have people saying is that there are a lot of buses from retirement homes that were going to the voting locations. And a lot of them left without voting because they couldn't stand in line for two hours, you know, or three hours. So and there's just they had no timeline on when they were going to get these ballots machines to be working and operational again. That's what's concerning for him to make that type of statement without the facts right now is pretty shocking. Right. I mean, even in our loss, it was pretty measured in what we were alleging. But, you know, this this is the uh, the hubris of the county. And, and I hope that justice is ultimately done with what happened. But I mean, to, to suggest that when you have 60 or 70 voting locations out of 120 have malfunctions for hours before it was actually remedied you know clearly there were people who left the lines who didn't vote because I mean, people have other things to do and uh it, it is they have lives to live so it, it is a little shocking that they're suggesting this and it has determined the outcome i mean 510 votes this is absolutely this is a statistical dead heat right and uh we know that this was you know clearly affecting Republicans because 75% in Maricopa County voted for Republicans on election day. I try to be careful in questioning elections because I believe, you know, working in the media, I have a responsibility to get my facts straight and to not, you know, unnecessarily cast doubt on things. But I mean, there are questions to be asked when, you know, there's reports in town, I believe, uh, human events rather, that Arizona's Maricopa County recorder, Stephen Richer, Reicher, whatever his name is, and Supervisor Chairman Bill Gates uh, that they had started a political action committee to stop MAGA candidates in 2021. Uh, and the whole goal was to uh, support Republicans running for non-federal offices who acknowledge the validity of the 2020 election and condemn the events of January 6th. So, I mean, you know, these are some of the people in charge of Maricopa County and ensuring that, you know, there's integrity in the process, yet they've already declared an animus against candidates, uh, you know, like you who support Trump. So it's hard to have confidence in that. Yeah. And I think if you look at what happened, I mean, those two that you mentioned, they are Republicans, basically in name only at this point. If they had spent their efforts and their time to actually take you know, issues and take election integrity issues seriously, we may not have had the problems we just witnessed in Maricopa County. But instead, what they were doing was starting a political action committee and trying to promote their agenda and try to undermine people like myself, Carrie Lake, and Blake Masters. Um, so th that's what's so appalling about this, because, and honestly, Lisa, this has backfired. I mean, even people who are not skeptical of the 2020 election now have become, you know, skeptics of this election. So I think this has ultimately backfired in a big way against these two, because I'm telling you, this is going to be the top issue of voters' mind, at least in Arizona, going forward. I mean, I just I can't fathom how the incompetence that was displayed on Election Day and the smugness and the unwillingness to take responsibility for what occurred, especially given that we know how high the stakes are and all the rhetoric you know, going around this and a lot of the conspiracies. But a lot of now has come to fruition. So it's really made a lot of people who are not conspiracy theorists into now being questioning the, the election. So it has totally backfired on Bill Gates and Stephen Richer. But, you know, th this is totally their own doing. And can you imagine the people in charge of the elections creating a super PAC, you know, the ones who are in charge of ta tabulating the votes, creating a super PAC to undermine specific candidates who will be on that ballot? It, it, it is shocking and it shows a clear, you know, display of, you know, that, that have no integrity. I, it, it is really 
it's really surprising, but you know, here in Maricopa County, our elections have become a laughing stock all across the country. And, you know, it's something that we absolutely need to fix. And, you know, we thought we were on the right track, but, you know, now look at the consequences of what's happened. The Democrats have taken over or taking over every single statewide office. Uh, this is going to be so detrimental, and it's due to the incompetence of Maricopa County. Well, you know, and then, of course, it, it raises questions because Katie Hobbs is the secretary of state. Uh, you know, it looks like she might end up being the governor of the state now, but she was the Democrat candidate in the race. So that raises concerns as well, that you just have all these individuals in charge of elections that already have a preconceived animus against the political opponents running in the race, uh, just obviously cast out. And then to your point earlier, I, I think it would make things a lot more believable and more trustworthy if the individuals in charge acknowledged their errors and acknowledged what seems to be the basic truth that there were voters who were disenfranchised uh, just by you know common sense and logic. So I think the outright denial of that uh, obviously you know raises additional suspicions and questions. People aren't stupid. Right. And, you know, today, actually, we're going to be our case that we filed last week on Tuesday. Today's the first hearing in a in a few hours. So, you know, we're going to see the secretary of state, Katie Hobbs and my opponents. They're seeking a motion to dismiss that case. But I mean, there, there are a lot of issues that need to be answered. And that's why, you know, we feel so strongly about our uh, about our case. I mean, 510 votes right now. How many ballots have they not counted at the county because of these issues and these errors? We don't know. You know, I no longer trust what the county is saying. So this is why the lawsuit is necessary for us to go in, have discovery and to litigate some of these issues. I mean, this has ability to have ramifications for the next four years. Right. With this election and with this being the closest race in statewide history, of course, we're going to file the lawsuit and fight it. And, uh, you know, it, it is you know, to question elections. It's really it's really surprising because Democrats were the. You know, they were the best at it for a while now. I mean, if you remember Al Gore in, in 2000, remember Stacey Abrams refusing to concede. So this is where when we have actionable reports that suggest that the machines failed, they were not operational, and you had people disenfranchised because they were waiting for hours and unsure if they wanted to drop off this ballot into a a box three that they didn't know where it would go to ultimately you know it's it's really sad lisa because i'm really worried about republicans not showing up to vote anymore because they no longer have trust in the system because the same people who vote on election day are already suspicious of you know early voting and mail-in voting and they're already suspicious of the voting process in general so now if the courts don't take these issues seriously it's going to destroy whatever faith that they had left in our elections. And that's what's so sad to see. And that's why I'm fighting this all the way to the end to be able to restore confidence in our elections to, to get justice and to see what happened on November 8th. Well, I'm glad you are. You know, before we go, I wanted to ask you about that conundrum that Republicans are facing, because, you know, again, you know, the only election we've really questioned as Republicans initially was 2020, which was unprecedented with mail and ballots. So I think it's completely fair to question something that's new. People were totally unprepared for. And, you know, you have issues like signature matching and things of that nature. Whereas to your point, Democrats have questioned pretty much every election that Republicans win, regardless of the why behind it. But, you know, I wanted to ask you about that conundrum that we're in, because it's almost like the, the game has changed since COVID. And, and Democrats have been able to, to win, I think, in the midterms because they've weaponized mail-in mail balloting and, and early voting. I mean, do, do Republicans in some respect have to play that game in order to win and to hopefully change it? Absolutely. That's ultimately what we have to do. And, 
if you look at Florida, I mean, <laughs> the Florida results were beautiful, right? I mean, here, Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, barely won against Andrew Gillum back in 2018. I mean, that was a very close race, too. And now he defeated Charlie Chris by 20%. But isn't it also convenient that the voting system was improved in Florida in that time period? And uh, so that's what that's ultimately what what we have to do is, you know, actually get into office and take power. And if you look at Arizona, I mean, look how close these margins are. Five hundred and ten votes for me and carries down about sixteen thousand votes. But, you know, the, the Democrats, they have they've understood that it's not about getting voters. It's about getting ballots. And here in Arizona, I don't know um, if it, I don't think it was widely reported, but the Arizona State University voting precinct was going in favor of the Democrats 97%. It was like 9,000 uh, plus votes went for the Democrats and only a few hundred went for the Republicans. And that's something that we have to take a look at too. How many college kids are voting in multiple states, right? By these mail-in ballots that, that the Democrats rely on to win. So this is why it was this election is so critical. And this is why we're fighting because we know what the left wants. They wanna give felons their voting rights. Right. And they felons are have they have been known to have been voting in elections, even though they're not allowed to. And those are illegal ballots. So this you're exactly right. We have to fight fire with fire. We have to play the game in the, the sandbox that they've created until we take back power, just like what Ron DeSantis was able to effectively do back in 2018. And now we've seen how Florida has become a purple state into bright red. And that's ultimately what we're hoping for Arizona to become. But, you know, it, it is really it's really scary what we've witnessed over the past few weeks and the incompetence and the smugness of Maricopa County, Lisa. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to put up with it. I'm fighting this in court. I'm glad the Republican National Committee is with us. And, uh, you know, our recount is still going to start next week. But, you know, th 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 it is unimaginable. And I I feel for so many Arizonans right now who no longer have faith in our in our elections. And, you know, that is something that we're all going to work on to make sure it happens. Because if you look at all the polling, I mean, Carrie Lake was up in the polls by 9%, Lisa. And so and to have this become you know, totally inverted is just, it's shocking. And it, it, it's almost unbelievable, especially given the botched election that we witnessed here in Maricopa County. Yeah, I've, I've got a, a, a ton of questions. And, you know, uh, as a Floridian, I can say Governor DeSantis also has just done a hell of a job. But to your point, they did make a bunch of integrity uh, changes to the elections, which is vital and really important. I've got questions about what happened to Carrie Lake as well. Uh, I, you know, I wish she was governor. I hope she still could be. She she would be amazing. But uh, Abe, I appreciate you keeping up the fight. You have every right to keep fighting this out. 500 ballots is not a lot in the grand scheme of things and, and the way that, you, you know, they could have just done you dirty. So uh, I'm glad you're fighting this and, you know, keep us updated. And thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. for attorney general in Arizona still you know he's going into a recount you know who knows what's going to happen but uh crazy what's been going on in Arizona I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode thanks so much for listening I hope you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I want to thank John Cassio for putting this together uh every Monday and Thursday but you can listen throughout the week until next time 
two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, this new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.